0: I always really like to come back to St. Matthew's because uh, I actually became a believer after university and this was my uh, this is my home church i uh, I uh, received all the foundation of my faith uh, in this place so uh, um, it's uh, it 's a real home from home for me um, so is that sounding better now yeah okay so <clears throat> what I wanted to uh, say this evening is that Our God is a sending God. He loves his world so much that despite our sin and weakness, he sends his messengers to us. He sent his prophets and finally his son to establish his kingdom. He loves us too much to leave us where we are and as we are. We know from reading Jesus' great commission in Matthew 28, which I'll read in a moment that we are commanded to make disciples to teach and to baptize. We're commanded to go out for Jesus' sake and not for our own. You too can play a part in that. No individual disciple clearly can reach everyone, but every disciple can reach some. When you have something as good as the Gospel, how can you keep it to yourself? So, Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, there are three main points I would like to make about the subject of mission. And they are these. Though we have said that our God is ascending God, be ready also to bloom where you are planted. The second point is be ready to go the extra mile. And the third is try to reach those you can, even if it seems to others your actions are crazy. Before I come to these though, there are one or two thoughts I'd like to share We know that mission begins with making disciples of all nations, baptizing them, etc. And teaching people to obey everything Jesus has commanded. Now, after people have come to faith, what should they do? Well, one of Jesus' teachings was to seek God's kingdom first. And he prayed to the Father that his kingdom would come on earth. Now, we too are called to be those who bring his kingdom, his rule, to the earth. Now, that could be in the police force, protecting citizens from local crime or emerging terror plots. It might be to bring mercy to the vulnerable on the street, or those driven to flee across the med in dinghies from war and poverty. It could even be to bring salt and light into the sphere of national politics or to advocate on social issues. God's kingdom should reach all areas of life. It begins with disciple making and continues when the yeast of the kingdom transforms the world we live in into a better place. As we proclaim good news to the poor, bind up the broken-hearted, Proclaim freedom for the captives and the year of the Lord's favor. Now, a person's role in mission needs to come out of uh, a maturing personal relationship with the Lord. You need to have a sense of what the Lord is saying to you personally. Now, the Lord can use others to guide you in that, but you need to be aware of your own capabilities, your spiritual preparedness. Whether the time is right for you. And whether the specific task at hand is for you. Now the Lord is very capable of communicating that to you. If you are willing to listen. In John 10 verse 3 to 4 it says. He calls his own sheep by name. And leads them out. When he has brought out all his own. He goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. It's worth remembering too that God often calls the unequipped and that his grace is sufficient. The person who is however not rooted in him will more likely have the culture shape them than have any impact in shaping the culture for the kingdom. And so to my first point. I've uh, always really liked the story of Oscar Schindler. Maybe you have read uh, Thomas Keneally's book, a prize-winning work, or seen the film with uh, the actor Liam Neeson. Could I have the first photo, please? I think it's on its way. It will come. Now... In those years of World War II, as we know, millions of Jews died in death camps like Auschwitz, but Schindler's Jews survived. Schindler outwitted Hitler and the Nazis to save more Jews from the gas chambers than any other during World War II. 1,200 lives. He spent all his own money, millions, paying off the SS, the Schutzstaffel, buying supplies for those he was trying to protect. He eventually risked his life to rescue the Jews who worked in his ammunition factory in Poland, smuggling them away from danger on a train. Now, Schindler was a man with flaws, an unlikely role model, who started by earning a fortune as a war profiteer. But later, he chose to do a humane, moral and courageous thing with his position and his influence. He did it at a time of great evil and the consequences of it were huge. Today there are more than 7,000 descendants of the Schindler Jews living in US and Europe and many in Israel. He was named righteous among the nations by the Israeli government in 1963 and when he died in 1974 he was buried in Jerusalem on Mount Zion. The only member of the Nazi party to be honored in this way. Now Schindler shows what you can do for good or for evil with the position you have. In the place and time you find yourself living you may not feel entirely content with the job you have with the country you live in and its leaders its zeitgeist or its spirit of the times or with the people you have all around you you may say like Frodo I wish that none of this had happened and remember Gandalf's opposite reply "All." we have to do is decide what to do with the time that's given to us. Because the moment may arrive when you become aware that your presence where you are is absolutely crucial. And God and me have put you there for just such a time, just such a day as this, when your light can shine amongst men and women And you can glorify your Father in heaven. When you can bloom in exactly the place that you've been planted. My second point is this. Jesus also gave us this difficult challenge. He said, If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, Do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. No, we're called to go further than that. Now, one group of missionaries in the USA did just that. During a convention of the American Baptist Church, a group of Native American Indians broke in one time and they took over. They condemned white people for their racism and made accusations at the church. Only one voice arose up in protest. It was a young Cherokee woman. Could I have the second picture please? Yes. She got up on the platform and she told the story of the Trail of Tears. Years ago, the Cherokees were forced to march from their ancient homelands in Georgia to the barren lands of Oklahoma. The president at that time, Andrew Jackson, had ordered that they be removed to make way for white economic interests. The Cherokee woman said, only a handful of whites had stood up to the president. It was the missionaries who took our case before the Supreme Court. It was the missionaries who, when they were unable to stop the government, took their stand with them, and walked the long walk together with the Cherokees halfway across the continent. She said thousands had died on that enforced walk. Among the dead were Baptist missionaries who had chosen to identify with their oppressed friends. Then she said after the Cherokees arrived in Oklahoma they chose some of their strongest braves and sent them back to georgia to, to dismantle the little church where the missionaries had once worshiped the braves carried the pieces of the chapel back to their new home in oklahoma to be assembled there for the worship of god when she'd finished there was silence in the hall except for the sound of the other cherokees weeping at Aside, Jesus said, If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Why? Because extra mile service gives you an opportunity to impact the lives of others. A person with an extra mile attitude is someone who cares more than others think is wise, risks more than others think is safe dreams more than others think is practical, believes more than others think is possible, and gives more than others think is necessary. Can you go the extra mile for those around you? My last point is made in a story told by uh, the US Pastor and Professor of Sociology, Tony Campolo, he says that he was sitting one time uh, at a table with a group of very sophisticated intellectuals. He continues, as our conversation progressed they began to run down evangelical Christianity. At one point I had enough, I said you guys have got it all wrong. You judge them on some stupid displays of zeal. For instance, at every Super Bowl, could you put up the last picture, please? American football game, there's some crazy guy who holds up a big sign with a Bible verse on it. He expects that someone will look up and fall under conviction and be saved. You think we're all like that, and you judge us by that kind of stupidity. When I'd finished my rant, he says, one man set down his pipe and said, interesting you should say that, Three years ago, I was watching the Super Bowl. It was just before half time. That man you were talking about was just behind the goalpost. He held up a sign that read John 1.12. At halftime, I didn't have anything to do, so I pulled my old Bible off the shelf and I turned to John 1.12. Just out of curiosity. There were some old notes there from a, from a Bible talk. I'd heard at a Summer Camp many years ago when I was a teenager. I read them. And I remembered what I'd forgotten and forsaken. I got down on my knees there and then, and I gave my life back to Jesus. What could I say? said Mr. Campolo. My ridiculing of that crazy man's witnessing had just received condemnation. The task of carrying out Jesus' great commission is not just that of the professional missionary. All we Christians, as we know, have a part to play in it. Some people need to be told the gospel of Jesus in a way that only you or I can tell it. Maybe you are the only one who has access to those people in your social or professional circle, or in your family. For certain, there may be others who will ridicule you for your foolishness. And that might even be other believers. But you never can tell the impact, the fruit of your actions. Sometimes it's not given to us to know it. But incidents like this one of Tony Campola's tell us that so-called foolishness for Christ can bring inspiring results. Let me finish with this. In his great commission, Jesus says to us, and surely... I am with you always to the very end of the age. We not only have the instruction manual of the Bible, but the spiritual presence of the Good Shepherd with us as we navigate the roads and paths before us. We are not alone when we're working for Jesus. Amen.